Hey everyone, J. Mark Accento here, broadcasting to you from the end of the world. Want to show your support for Tabletop for the End of the World? Then check out our merch store on Teespring at teespring.com slash stores slash market. We have all new merch on a store like the Torrens Gym Tank or the Ahoda the Rich Hoodie. We even carry stickers featuring the characters from It Comes From Within, the Patreon-exclusive podcast where our Tfue cast are forced into to a sinister game played by an eldritch god. All this and more available on our store, so be sure to get yourself something while supplies last. Previously on Tabletop for the End of the World. Good day, good day, everyone. I, Elijah, am back to bring you daily delights. What is this? I've always had a fascination with the mortal toy called Dollhouse. Why do we need to get out? I can explain when we get to the Shattered Mansion. Where the heck is Mel? As you turn to talk to Debilica, you see she is also no longer with you. That's not good. I cast Detect Magic. Your vision goes white. It's this, this room is on fire with magic. Okay, Twilight would now like to cast Dispel Magic. Oh, well, we can't have that. And your Dispel Magic fizzles. I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding pretty bad. Some leftover shrapnel from Yang's explosion got me pretty good. It was good that I got a chance to play with you guys again. Don't be like that, Kev. So here's the game, Vert. Get both of your companions out, and the game ends. This is a devil's promise. Good day, good day, everyone. I, Elijah, am back again to bring you Daily Delights. We had ourselves a great coupite day here at the station. What's more, we're well on our way into the new year. You may have noticed that we had not been broadcasting for a while there, but that is because someone had to go and make things difficult. But I digress. It's a new year, which means it's time for everyone to embrace the new year, new me mentality. Remember, as members of True Reality, you are able to get as many modifications as you like, both in and out of True Reality. Perfect your vision and enhance your beauty. And remove every imperfection that makes you anything less than perfect. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Do you see what your choices have done? Shut up, shut up, your shut actions up, shut are guaranteeing up, shut the death of your comrades. Stop it! Join me. Guarantee safety. Hey Mitch, I just wanted to uh I'll be in my room. Let me know when you're ready to play. Alright? Stupid. Rocking. If. Oh, God. How could I have been so stupid to leave without them? I should have gone back. I, I should have helped them. I, I should have done more to save them. Hey, Mitch. Jay? Hey, um. <clears throat> hey, do you got an update? I, uh. Not really. I'm. Um, I mean. Uh, I'm trying to figure out where Kev is and trying to track him to the last location you got from his signal, but... No, no, I, I get it. We'll figure it out. We just need to figure out a plan. Maybe I can get to you. Mitch? I just need to find a way back into the labyrinth. A direct route, maybe. You know, just, just maybe. Mitch! What? Hey, it's uh, me, man. Strock. Oh, <laughs> Kevin, I'm sorry. Uh, how... How did you... Contact me? Kev! Kev, where are you? Jay wants to know where you are. I've got him on a separate line. Hold on. What's up? Still throwing a temper tantrum? Wanna eat one of those yellow things? Hey, Manny! I got Kev on the other line here. Maybe you can come up with a plan to save the guys right guys, now. wait. Um, can we play? Are you serious right now? Uh, look, it's a bit of a long story, but 
We need to play the game right now. You want to play now? Look, I know you're a bit of a niard bud, but it, now is hardly the time. Kev wants to play? I mean, I, I can, but I'm walking around. I'm not exactly in a position to stop at the moment, but I guess I could play. Yes, yes, I know. I guess we will. Kev, who are you talking to? Look, we just need to play right now, all right? Uh, okay. I, I guess we could. Is, I mean, is there any way for J-Mark to get to you? I think so. I've actually got some... I mean, I am working on a way for him to track me right now. Kev, if there's something we can do... Let's just... Uh, let's just play, okay? All right, uh, let's play then. Manny, Jay, Kev wants us to play... Let's play? All right. Uh, uh, sure. Just uh, contact me when it's my turn. I'll, I'll try tracking Kev's new signal. Okay. Uh, I guess we'll give this a shot then. Uh, so, Kevin, I guess the last thing you remember is you were in a room with Debilica floating next to you. Uh, you had a table full of uh, random household items and a hole on either side of that table. Yeah. Uh, a hole on the left would throw an item to Twilight, and the hole on the right would throw an item to uh, Torin. Yes. Ahead of you, past a magically enchanted glass window, is what appears to be an enormous, uh, enormous house, but it has been cross-sectioned. Uh, and on the left side of the house, you can see Twilight moving through a giant library, and on the right side of the house, you can see Torin leaving an enormous closet. Uh, they are about the size of mice compared to the size of the house. Uh, and I believe you had just dropped some tools to uh, them. Yeah. Bachelor thing, I think, to Torn. I want to say you, you said you were looking for like a knife and it, you rolled low on investigation, came up with like an icing scraper. Yeah. Uh, and then for Torin, you found a cleaning brush for him. That was it. What you see before you is Twilight is investigating the a, the bookshelf in the library, there seems to be only one bookshelf, and that bookshelf is attached to the wall that will lead you to the craft room. Uh, Torin is also leading towards that craft room, and Debilica had just given you a momentous and terrifying warning that things were coming. It seemed like Debilica's voice cracked and she changed and she was a different person for a minute. And she has since gone back to floating quietly overhead with her arms behind her back. I guess my question for you right now, is there anything that your character wants to do immediately? Or uh, are you holding and waiting until you have more of an understanding? Is there any way for me to try and attack the window? You certainly haven't tried yet. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to try that. Um, just going to do a firebolt against it. Absolutely. Go ahead. Uh, make an attack roll. That's a 16. Uh, on a 16, yes, the... Uh, the firebolt hits, and what you see before you can uh, roll any damage is the firebolt just inches from the wall before it makes contact seems to dissipate across the surface of the window, and the window heats up white hot for a moment, and then your spells vanish, it's completely fizzled. And Debilica looks at you with her hands behind her back and says, I told you there would be no way for you to communicate with your friends. Do you think I would let you simply go to them? My goodness, you humans and your direct routes to things. Always trying to make a straight line. Ugh. A straight line, huh? Well, I do like curbs. Uh, try and do a, thun or a uh, firebolt on one of the holes. Uh, on one of the what? The holes. Which one? Uh, it looks like it's going to be the library. Okay, so uh, into the hole on your left goes to... Twilight, the hole on your right goes to Torin. Uh, yes. So okay. Twilight's in the library thing. Twilight on the left? Got yeah. it. Okay. Uh, give me a second to... Uh, well, well, I'll tell you in a moment. Okay, but go ahead and roll that attack. That is a 13. Okay, and roll the damage. Uh, that's 11 points of damage. Okay, I'll be right back. Stay okay. on the line. Uh, Twilight, are you there, bud? Uh, yeah, I am here. Okay, Twilight. Uh, when we last left you, you were in a library, correct? Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, th I think I was. Yep. Uh, 
Yes, what I have in my notes, you were in a library, you were examining a bookshelf. Uh, in the library is a giant hamster in a cage with a tube that runs up to the ceiling, uh, like through the ceiling. And there is uh, the bookshelf and there's a downward ladder as well. There is a sign that gave you directions within the room. And there is, of course, a giant lemure reading a book. Right. When I left off, what actually happened to you was a portal had opened above your head. And out of that portal popped an object, a silvery object that lands on the floor at your feet. And it seems to be an icing scraper, like something that would scrape the icing on a cake to make it level and smooth. Okay. Uh, Also, what's your AC? I want to say 13. Okay. Also, out of that portal, a small bolt of fire uh, springs out of the portal and hits you for 11 points of damage. Oh, fun! Oh, this is what we're doing now. This is... Surprise! This is what we're doing. So it's not enough that I'm out here risking my life for Kevin, but that's delightful. Thank you. Thank you for that. I feel great. Yeah, and now you're risking your life in the game as well. That's fun. That's good. I didn't want to escape. Well, who cares? So yeah, uh, icing scraper and a firebolt. Okay. Um, um, ow! Ow! Not cool. Not at all remotely cool. Twilight would like to investigate this icing scraper thingy and firebolt. Roll your investigation. Go ahead. See if there's anything unusual about it. Yeah, that was a six. Well, I can give you the obvious stuff then. Uh, it is, of course, it is your size, as opposed to a size more proportionate with the enormous house that you are in. The firebolt was also your size, relatively, as in not an overly giant firebolt. It seems to be a silvery, fancy ice cream scraper, such as one would have, such as one would have in a fancy house. Is the portal still open? The portal is closed. It, it only opened long enough for something to travel through it, and then it immediately vanished. Okay. Um, is the portal still there? It is gone. It vanished uh, as soon as something exited it. It only appeared for a split second. Okay. Um, Twilight picks up this ice cream scooper thingy. You have it. Okay. Um, it, is, it is an icing scraper. It's like a knife, but not sharp in any capacity. Got you. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about. Um, mm-hmm. So Twilight would like to take this, and um, I guess uh, they're going to make their way over to the giant table, um, even though I'd avoided it previously, but I'm hoping that I can use this somehow on the Lemure or on the weird giant hamster in the hamster wheel. Is it a hamster? It's a giant hamster, and it is visibly foaming at the mouth. Got you. So like like our hamsters, like a normal hamster. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, it's, you know, big, fat, uh, big, muscly legs foaming at the mouth. Okay, fun. Yeah, uh, Twilight would like to climb up on the table. Since it's in that container, hopefully it'll be all right. Yeah, it's kind of a, it's kind of a steep wooden table, but the challenge here really isn't the climbing. Uh, you you spend some time siddling your way up the table. Okay. Uh, and you're at the top of the table. You see the cage. Uh, the cage door is locked with what looks like a sliding bar. Okay. Also, um... Are you being stealthy in any way? Oh, yeah, I'm being a stealthy, stealthy tiefling. Oh, then in that case, I would like you to roll your stealth to see if this giant lemure sees you. Uh, that was a 24. Yeah, you know, you're good. Okay. He doesn't have a chance of getting that. Okay. Uh, I suppose he has a chance in it. Nah, you're good. Okay. So, yeah, the giant lemure continues to read uh, a very large book. Uh, what is the book? The book is titled Debilica's Exhausting Autobiography. Twilight is very excited at the notion of this and is very tempted to check it out, um, but ref- but but restrains themselves because they still don't know why they're a tiny little tiefling in this giant 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 world. I am going to investigate this giant hamster foaming at the mouth thing. What are you looking for exactly? I want to let it out. Okay. Uh, you see that it is, of course, it is locked by this sliding bar. Uh, I- as you go to. Yeah, you can go to open it. Uh, you yeah. find that it is exceedingly heavy. You're going to need a strength check. Okay. Uh, that was a 15. 15. Okay. Uh, j- hold on one second for me. Hey, Kev. Hey. Hey, you still there? Yeah. So I figured I'd give you an update on what Vert's seeing. Uh, Twilight has seen your... Uh, first off, took the f- uh, took their firebolt right to the face like a champ. Oh, then oh, no. they uh, took your icing scraper you gave them and climbed up the table 
in the library and is now looking at a giant hamster cage that has been locked with a... It's just like a bar that slides across the outside. However, Twilight's strength is insufficient to move to to unlock it to sort of flip the little flap up so he can they can pull the bar out okay i'm gonna look for something um thick long metallic uh essentially a pry bar kind of item um a pry bar would be good but any any like even a little okay metal hammer or something like that would work i guess sounds good that'll be an investigation check for you first uh, that is a 16 on investigation you can easily find a... Uh, I'll give you a choice. You want a crowbar or you want a lead pipe? Um, let's go with a crowbar. Okay. Uh, yeah, you get a crowbar. You can find it digging through the pile. It just comes to your hand. You find a crowbar. Yeah. And then I'm going to drop that down the hole. Phenomenal. All right, let me deliver it for you. Hey, by the way, while you're there, um, mm. are you uh, you still good? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm... I'm- Doing fine. Playing the game is, uh, that's going well for you? That's what you needed? Yes. That, it's cool. a good thing. Cool. Uh, stay on the line in suspenseful anticipation. I will be here. Twilight! Uh, Twilight? Shh. Twilight. Wait. Oh. Sorry. Sorry, the... Leviathan is here. The what? Okay, what's up? Uh, uh, I was just saying, um, well, first off, are, are you good? I mean, I don't, apparently we have to play, right? I don't know why, but yeah, what, what's going on? I, I don't know either. I, whatever it is, it's working for Kevin. I, uh, look, uh, the point is, your roll of 15 strength was insufficient to move the iron bar of the cage. And as you, as Twilight struggles with it, the portal opens up once again, and an iron crowbar comes falling out of the sky. Uh, I, I, I dodge it? Okay, yeah, you dodge it, and it, it clambers loudly onto the, uh, onto the table. And you can see the Lemure is starting to look up from his reading, but because of its enormous size, is doing it rather slowly. What do you do, Twilight? Twilight grabs the crowbar? And also uses prestidigitation to make a loud noise happen um, in the opposite direction of where I'm at. Yeah, uh, that works for the Lemure. It uh, it started looking your way, and then it starts turning towards the the other way, and that worked. Okay. Uh, at your feet is an iron crowbar. Twilight looks at it and goes, oh, uh, wonderful timing. And Twilight uses that to open the thingy. Uh, Auto-succeed. You are able to... Uh, to leverage the flap up, uh-huh, and uh-huh. Pu- and then uh, leverage the iron bar uh, horizontally across, and the cage door swings open. And the whole time, this rabid hamster has just been eyeing you. And as soon as that door opens, uh, we're rolling initiative. Okay. Uh, that was an eighteen. All right, you're first. Okay. Okay. Um. Okay, uh, I think the Leviathan's gone. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna cast. Um, uh, I'm gonna cast fear on, on this giant hamster thing. I want to scare. Sounds it. reasonable. That's a save on my end, right? Yes. That's a real low save. So what happens with fear? Okay, so with fear, I project a phantasmal image of a creature's worst fears. Each creature in a thirty-foot cone must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or uh, become frightened for the duration. While frightened, a creature must take the dash action and move away from me via the safest available route on each of its turns, unless there's nowhere to move. Um, If the creature ends its turn on a location where it doesn't have line of sight to you, the creature must make a wisdom saving throw. That's adorable. Yeah. So what's going to happen is the giant rabbit hamster immediately runs to the back corner of the cage and just starts trembling, terrified, and tucking its head into the sawdust. What does it say? What's its wor- what's what's this hamster's worst fear? Is it commitment? Is it is it a warm hug? <laughs> uh, this hamster actually has an odd phobia of these long yellow things that Manny keeps getting me to try. Oh, what is um, that? I don't know what they're called, but they're like they're sweet. 
I just thought it'd be silly if the hamster was afraid of these long yellow things. So it's okay, afraid sure. of long yellow things. Afraid of long yellow things. That sounds good to me. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's hiding in the sawdust and it's it's trembling and its little foam is flicking everywhere as it goes. Okay. Uh, Twilight makes its way, uh, makes their way over to this hamster and uh, uses message on this hamster to talk to it and and twilight would like twilight would like to say hey hey listen i can be your buddy and i can make the scary thing go away but could i could i ride you uh it says you have to remind me if message allows it to speak to understand languages it doesn't speak um it does not but i will cast comprehend languages so I can speak hamster, or speak to the hamster. Uh, yeah, I think so? I don't think it's intelligent enough to have language, but you're blowing two spells here. So, you, yes, you have, you have, you, you've had the rabid hamster poke its head out of the sawdust. The foam is still bleeding out of its mouth, and its red, beady eyes oh, seem to be, like, pulsing with sheer insanity but the fact that you've begun to communicate with it seems to have gotten its attention hey buddy listen you are not the yellow thing no no i'm not the yellow thing where has it gone no but i'll tell you what i can make it go away if you and i be buddies and you help me out here i will eat the world i will burn down this place twilight starts petting it as it talks Yes, I am a good boy. Yes, you are a good, good boy. Yes. Now I want you to listen here, buddy. Okie dokie. I need a ride. I need a Mm. ride, and I need you to help me get out of here. I don't belong here. I need to eat the souls of those that would wrong me. I can help you with that. Well, that sounds very nice. Thank you. You're very welcome. Do Do you have a name? They call me Wool. Like sheep's wool? Because I'm so soft. You are soft. You're the softest hamster I've ever seen. Yes. Rub my back. Okay. And Twilight hops on the hamster's back. I have bathed in dust for centuries. Oh, yeah, I feel it. It's real nice. I like it. We shall away. Away. The hamster shoots into its tube system. And Twilight dispels the banana. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. The hamster shoots into its tube system and begins crawling through a clear plastic maze all the way up into the ceiling where you enter into another room. Hold on, I, I got something I got audio in your background. Can you can you just do a perimeter check real quick? Yeah. Um Yeah, do, do you want to switch to somebody else? I'll I'll, I'll keep a lookout. I'll I'll check out what's going on. Yeah, yeah, ping me when you're back. Okay. Okay, I got you. So when we left you, uh, you were you had just finished killing some giant insects and their pieces in lawsuit land. Yes, yes, indeed, and their pieces were stuck to you due to their gooey insides. I think there's like a twitchy cockroach leg just like stuck to like the small of your back where you can't reach it. I rub against the wall and slide it off. It's okay, but it's you're still covered in like sticky gooey mess but the leg falls off. In the meantime, a portal has opened above your head, and out of that portal, a white scrubbing brush has just kind of fallen on the floor at your feet. And then the portal has instantly vanished, almost as quickly as it appeared. I scrub my body. Your body is uh, cleaned of insect parts. And now the scrubbing brush, like it's like kind of green now, but it, you know, it could use it. I put it in my bag of holding. You don't have that. <laughs> uh, but what you do have is this layout of the room. I will now explain to you. You are in a, what looks like a supply closet, a giant mop and bucket and broom stand by one corner. The door to this place looks like it's just rotting from mold. I go back to trying to go through the door. Yeah, you go to the door. Uh, you find that the wood is, it's its one of the moldy oldies. Like I said, covered in black mold. Uh, you can see like giant mold spores just like sticking out of it. But it looks like that has rotted away the wood pretty significantly. Uh, roundhouse kick it. Give me a strength check. 12 plus 3 plus 3. Oh, totally enough. You kick this door all the way through, and splinters of rotting wood go into the next room, which seems to be a disused craft room of some kind. 
There are sheaths of cloth everywhere of different colors. There's enormous sewing machines on tables that tower above you. Big rolly chair. And as you enter this room, you see that some of the damp, moldy cloth in this disused room begins to swirl together on the floor uh, in a humanoid shape about your size. The shape then draws two sewing needles from its belt and speaks to you in a familiar voice. Immediately, you recognize the voice of Fumagore, the devil that you thought was your brother back when you were in paladin training in the Temple of Hercules. And the voice of Fumagore from this cloth being tells you, Do you remember, Torin, all of the things we did together? All of the blood we spilled? Torn roars into battle with a rage and slashes at this cloth creature. Fantastic. Roll initiative for me, Torin. I could heavily see where you were going with this and why you chose this. Yes, indeed. Rolled 14. Or wait, negative one initiative. 13. Uh, you still go first. Yeah, Mitch is in his bad rolling mood. I am terrible. I got nat one on initiative. I think he doesn't even. <laughs> I think he doesn't even get to fight you. He just sits down and puts his hands on his knees and stares. But yeah, this this pink cloth creature has drawn two sewing needles. Well, I use my ability to do two attacks and double attack. Sounds good. Roll to hit. First roll. That's nine plus proficiency, right? That's it. Nine plus proficiency and strength. Oh, so. Nine plus six. Does it hit? Fifteen will hit. All right. Well, I guess if nine plus six was to hit, then thirteen plus nine also hits. Yeah, both attacks hit. Go ahead. And now I'm using longsword and shield, so one D8. So just the D8, no D6 or nothing, right? Uh, should just be the D8, yeah. Yeah. I got no bonuses because I don't even know where Twilight's at. <laughs> the Twilight is not the source of your bonuses, Torin. Which is also a problem because they are the bard. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea. You are isolated. It's like this brings up an, a longer problem. <laughs> uh, what do you got, Torin? So yeah, six plus three, so nine. Nine is great. And then the second attack? Uh, four plus three. Seven. Okay, so a total of nine plus seven nine, is sixteen. Seven. Cool. So immediately you cut huge swaths into this pink creature. Uh, and it stands to its full height, towering just slightly above you. And again, you hear Fumigor's voice. Ah, yes. Resolving more of your problems by slashing a sword at them. And the creature laughs at you as it drives a needle deep into your armor. Uh, dealing. That's going to be six damage. And another six damage. Both attacks hit. Through my 18 armor class yep. and shield? Yeah, he rolled uh, a 21 and well, a 24. What happened to all those nat ones? Uh, that was just for initiative rolls. Okay, so what all together was that damage? Uh, six and six, a total of 12. Okay. The needle stab into you, one into your sternum, the other uh, into your sword arm. And where he has stabbed you, he seems to have pinned ribbons of this red cloth around your body parts. Oh. It's your turn again. Oh, also, I should I should mention, he lets go of these two sewing needles and draws two more. Am I able to try and pull them out? You can try. For one action, I try. Okay, uh, go ahead and make a strength check. 19 plus 3 in strength? Yeah, I'd say that's enough. You pull the needle out, and the pain stops, but the cloth remains. And I guess I can't just throw it back at it. You know what? You want to throw the needle back at him? I'll let you. I'll let you make a make an attack without proficiency. So just the dexterity. So athletics. <laughs> uh, D twenty plus your dexterity mod. Ah, oh, come on. D twenty plus your let dexterity me use my mod. Athletics. It, it's like throwing a spear. Come on. <laughs> okay, if you throw it like a spear, we'll call that justified. Go ahead. Athletics, yeah, because I am garbage for dexterity. Mm -hmm. I am the most inflexible. Nine plus five. <laughs> 14. As you went to throw this this javelin of a needle back at it, and I believe you're at melee range, so he's going to repost. Oh, he's going to miss, so don't worry about it. But he deflected it with one of his own needles, and he went to try to stab you, and it didn't work. So now we just stare at each other. No, no, now, you, now he hits you. Uh, oh, yes, he does. Uh, another needle is going to stab you for nine, leaving more red cloth this time over your shoulder. And, oh yeah, good, a 21. Okay, I'm doing well. 
four less well. So nine and four, 13 damage. As more needles and red ribbons of cloth are are piercing your body. Uh, yeah, and Fumagor is laughing at you. He's like, where's your fury? Where is all of your hate? You'll never defeat me flitting around like that, Torin. Is it my turn? It's your turn. I vomit acid on its face. There we go. Uh, you vomit acid on his face. Uh, I believe I have to save for that. Okay, so it is a saving throw of eight plus my constitution modifier plus my proficiency bonus. Okay, so I save. And you take a 2d6 damage on a failed save. Uh, I fail. Or wait, the d- eight, we're past sixth level, right? Uh, yeah. So 3d6? So yeah, 3d6 at sixth level. I fail. So I roll 3d6 damage for your face. Mm-hmm. First one... Three, two, four. So nine. Okay, yeah. Uh, you breathe acid onto this uh, this cloth creature, and it is doubly effective as the, the cloth starts just melting into a bubbling puddle. There it is. Never forget that fury. That is the best and only part of you, Torin. Uh, and hold on just one second there, Manny. I want to check in on Kevin real quick. Uh, can you just hang out? I piss in the puddle, but yes. Fair. Oop, wrong channel. Uh, Kevin? Yeah. Hey, man, you back? Yeah. Or, I guess I'm back. You still there? Everything good? Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, so, figure I'd fill you in. What Vert sees coming out of... Twilight side is Twilight has opened the hamster cage and seems to have convinced the hamster to be a mount and has the the hamster has driven up the plastic tubing into the ceiling, which is the top floor of this little house uh, leading to a master bedroom. But the most immediate concern right now is Torin. As you ha- as Torin has moved through the multi door, he moved into a craft room. And in that craft room, this pink cloth creature started attacking him with sewing needles uh, and stabbing him with these needles. And with every stab, he pinned ribbons of red cloth to Torin that have wrapped around his body. They don't seem to be strangling him or damaging him, but he is covered in those. Uh, Torin defeated the pink creature just now by melting it with acid breath. As one does. Seems fairly straightforward. Is he still wrapped up? He is. He is still wrapped up. There's still three, uh, three needles also still sticking out of his body, and uh, and a bunch of red cloth ribbons are tied around him at various points. From this craft room, he has three directions he can go. There is a ladder leading down to the basement, uh, where there is a big kitchen. There is a bathroom on the upper floor, and uh, directly across from him on the same floor is the um, the library where Twilight was. But there's a secret sort of door blocking that way. Currently, Torin is pissing into the puddle of the melted enemy he just defeated. <laughs> of course he is. Uh, it is his way. It, it is his way. Um, so the hidden, hidden doorway, that, that would lead uh, over to where Twilight is, or where Twilight was, I'm guessing. Yes. Well, what's the fastest way for him to go up from this location? In this craft room, there is a hole in the ceiling, but there doesn't seem to be a ladder or a visible way, uh, an obvious way up. You know, I'd, I'd actually like to, uh, to try and um, cobble something together. Uh, would it be possible to find some kind of... I don't have any rope or any kind of rope item in this pile, do I? You could look for a rope, certainly. I'd also mention you're in a... a Torin is in a giant craft room. There are uh, reams of cloth in there, and as well as uh, rolls of string. Like, the things you would find in a, in a crafting... Like, if you were if you were in, like, a costuming room, or a... Uh, or you make, like... If you have to make, like a tiny model of the solar system, like with all four planets on it, and you gotta have like little styrofoam balls. Oh, yeah. And like in a, in like a mobile, that's this is the room where you would do something like that. Okay. Uh yeah, I think I do. I think I wanna try and cobble together uh using some some forks, knives and uh any other little bits that I can come up with, um a small grappling hook. Oh, I love that. 
Okay, let's do do an investigation roll to see if you can get the pieces you need. Uh, you think so? You'll need like uh, like a rope and then something to act as the hook, right? Yeah. Okay, so we'll call that two investigation checks. Okay, so the first one was an eighteen. You can find a pile of silverware. Absolutely. Okay. And the next one is an eight. So this would be for the the rope or string yeah. of some kind. Yeah. I think what you're gonna find is uh, uh, bed sheets. Well, it's something. And then I'd like to, I guess, try and assemble some something. Sure. Uh, you can... We'll just say you do it. Like, you, how, how does this look, Vert? So it's it's probably going to be um, a, a hodgepodge of, of the materials that... It's got a, let's say, some spoons in the middle to make the central column. And then it's going to have some knives and forks and things that kind of rotate down from the central column so that it can compress down but it can be thrown up and it should expand out once it gets thrown and then it'll be tied together at the base about halfway down with the bed sheets oh geez i love yeah, this it just goes down from there uh I, I love this like there probably should be a role associated with how successfully you've constructed it but i'm in love with it so let's roll <laughs> let's let's go with All it right um yeah, you constructed a rudimentary <laughs> grappling hook. <laughs> You've home alone a grappling hook together. I, I have I have McAllistered this. And Indeed. I'm going to, to feed that down through the hole to Torin. Uh, let me go drop that off for you. Uh Torin? Yes. Torin, what has happened? As you urinate onto the desecrated body of your defeated foe, a portal has opened up above you, and out of it comes jangling what seems to be a puddle of, or a, not a puddle, a, a collection of silverware tied to a long line of torn bedsheets. Uh, the, the silverware has been melted together to form something of a, of a hook. And this has collapsed. This this pile of bedsheets and hook have collapsed at your feet. I think I have an idea, and I pick it up and try to drop it like a fishing line into the puddle of my enemy. Uh, it splats into the puddle. I no longer have an idea. <laughs> Were you trying to catch a disease? I thought it was magic land, and it would go in, and I would fish out something, maybe an ally. I don't know. No. But you have it now. Uh, I pick it up and put it in my bag of holding. Oh, fair enough. Uh, you find that with this red cloth around you, it makes your body slightly sluggish. But not in any major way. Uh, it just feels heavy. heavy. Can I try to rip them out again? Of course you can. But as you go to rip them out, you find that some force seems to be retying it stitch by stitch, even as you try to rip and tear at it. You're able to pull the needles out, given enough time, though. That's fine. The cloth stays? The cloth stays on. What if I were to cut off the skin around it? I suppose. I'll leave that to Vert. And then I keep traveling to... What's in the room? Uh, make a perception check. Uh, I don't have perception. Or wait, I do have perception. Yes, you do. Not everything's a religion check, Torin. Kicking you in the balls at lunch. I deserve it. Well, you stop trying to force feed me those yellow things. I don't care how sweet they are. It just doesn't make sense. Why would food be long? So 13 plus the 3 from perception. Do I get proficiency bonus? If you are proficient in perception, then yes. Should be a the dot. I mean, it is one of my skills, so does that count? So yes. <laughs> then yes. Then 13 plus 9. Okay. Jesus, plus 9? All right, I'm going to take a look at your Pro character plus sheet. Plus three of my proficiency and plus three on my perception. That's plus six. That's three plus three. Is anyway, you passed. <laughs> you passed anyway. Math is impossible. Um, and prob probably illegal soon. Anyway, um, look. stop laughing at me. Looking around the room, you find that... Okay, 13 plus six, my bad. You find that there is a... Uh, there are some things in the room that are unexpectedly your size. Uh, one of them is a sign. The sign has three arrows. One arrow points directly up to the ceiling, and as you follow that arrow up, you see that there is, in fact, a hole in the ceiling, uh, large enough for you to fit through. There is also a hole in the floor, and that the sign pointing towards the floor reads, Kitchen? 
And then there is a sign pointing towards uh, just the opposite wall. And it says library, but you don't see any door on that wall. It just says library. I go up to the hole labeled kitchen and spit down it. After several seconds, you hear your spit land on the floor. And sizzle? It, uh, I suppose, because it's acid, yes. I spit up into the up hole. Can you, can you please say that just one more time? Because that's such a beautiful <laughs> sentence. I spit up into the up hole. Uh, you have spit into the up hole. There, uh, I, it's kind of far away. Do you want to do a perception check? You haven't, you haven't like hit anything or anyone. If that's what you were going for. Oh well, fourteen plus six, as you pointed out, ruining my fun. In the up hole, you can hear what are unmistakably the sounds of combat. Someone is striking metal armor in very unusual intervals. Like there's loud, uh, there's loud clangs and clashes, and then a long delay. Uh, you don't hear anything going on. Uh, I suppose, yeah, in the, in the, in the hole below you, you do hear, like, the distant crackling of a fire. Well, that would appease me if I was a fire dragon, but I'm not. Before I go up there, I, since I don't have to worry about healing anybody, I'm gonna lay hands on myself and heal myself. You do that. Use it all up, and I can heal total number of hit points equal to my paladin level times five, and I get extra heal of... Every heal adds additional charisma mod of health. Yes. Six times five. Let me break out the uh, advanced abacus. Oh, God. You really do carry that thing with you everywhere, huh? You carry your pants everywhere. I don't feel like I need an abacus nearly as often as I need my pants. You choose to believe in that world. Did you make that? Uh, well, when you have nothing but spare parts, old electronics, and animal bones... Something's got to happen. Yeah, I was wondering about the white pieces. The, I only had 20 health points, but now I can heal it up from 32. Yeah, sure. No, dodge my question. So I'm back to 52. I'm healed right up. Darn. Does that affect the yarn at all? Uh, no, you're still uh, wrapped in these cloths. Dang it. Well, I jump up into your, I mean, the uphole. The uphole is a significant way away. You're going to need some assistance to get yourself through the uphole. Do I notice a ladder? You uh, do not see a ladder. You don't see an obvious way up. And then I remember the hook. Aha! I swing it, trying to yield Badith Man up into it. Uh, I'm going to auto-succeed for you. The grappling hook, uh, bedsheet, silverware thing, uh, finds purchase on the other side of the uphole, and you are able to climb up it. I climb up your uphole. What do I see? Uh, actually, just let me let me check in with Kevin, and uh, I'll be right back. Hello, hello. Uh, Stroking. I just, I just need a second to. Kev, hey, bud, uh, you all right? I know, I know. I'll keep playing. Just let me. Kev. Kev. Kev, is that you? Uh, over here. I'm. I'm over here. Oh, Strachan, you look like Sumer shit. Uh, thanks. I missed you too. I, uh, How did you? You're all bandaged up. How did you? What? Uh, I, I, yeah. Jay, is that you? You're coming in through Kevin's line. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's me. I'm here. Look, you and Kevin need to get out of there. I'm worried that- No. Kevin, you can't just- No, I mean, I'm fine. But Jay, I need you to go and- Find some food for me, all right? I'll, I'll keep the other line open for you, and I'm not going anywhere either. Just listen. Yeah? What? What's going on? You need to keep playing the game, and, and come here. They're watching and listening. Make it good. We'll be safe. I understand. All right. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll be right back. Um, Mitch, I'm going to get back on my line. Did you... Uh, is it my turn right now? Yeah, bud. Yeah, let's get back to you. Okay, uh, okay. Um, hey, uh, Kev, you, you're going to be okay, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to be here. Okay. All right. I'll be right back.
so there's apparently this big holiday coming up that they used to celebrate before Doraki was born. They called it Give Your Heart Day. This is exciting. According to lore, Give Your Heart Day is when animals were sacrificed and their hearts were cut out and given to a chosen suitor. Oh, how romantic. We do love romance here. And while I do believe community events should be a thing of the past, perhaps we could celebrate this Give Your Heart Day with some modifications. Of course, we would not expect anyone to hunt down a gorilla fish, or a bird, or any other kind of animal that could maim and destroy you, but maybe you can find an encroacher and give their heart to someone. It's a gift that keeps on giving. One lovely gift, and one less encroacher plaguing our city. Twilight. Yes. Moving up the plastic clear tubing uh, on the back of a furious hamster, I need you to make an animal handling check. Oh, oh God. Okay. Uh, one second. What is that tied to? Uh, it's literally just animal handling. Yeah, it's tied to a skill, right? I'm pretty sure the skill's called animal handling. No, but dude. like a, a stat? Wisdom? Oh, okay. Um, Should say on your sheet, my dude. 14. Uh, okay. Ooh, interesting. Uh, Twilight, you have failed the animal handling check. Ah! The hamster has bucked you, and, uh, you go sliding down the clear plastic tubing. Above you, a giant furious hamster comes, uh, sliding down on its tummy after you, Mm -hmm. and in your mind with your, with your... Uh, various spells still active, you can hear it saying, No creature shall tame wool. I'm not taming you, I'm just trying to be your buddy. I will eat all of your skin. Okay, but like, can we be friends? No. And with that, as he says no, with his mouth wide open, Twilight would like to cast a surprise attack. There we go. Uh, it's a, a casting a surprise attack. I would like to cast sword. How How quickly is it coming down towards me? He's right there. He's going to try to bite, uh, as I specified, your skin. Yeah, that's fine. Twilight would like to cast Thunder Wave right in its stupid mouth. I mean, that's a rough thing to say about a friend, but okay. It's not a friend. It said it would eat my skin. You were so befriending it earlier. Yeah, but it said it wanted to eat my skin and it wouldn't listen to me. So we're not friends anymore. Go ahead and cast that, cast that Thunder Wave, my I, dude. I am going to cast a Thunder Wave. I'm going to do what I want. Oh, I guess it's a save. You don't cast anything. You just do it. I'm going to make two rolls here. The hamster is going to get an 18 to save. Uh-huh. Uh, however, the the plastic tubing is going to get a 10. Got you. So the plastic tubing's wrecked. Uh, the hamster How gets... How much damage is the plastic tubing taking? Um, so the, the plastic tubing take max damage. Um, so 7 for the plastic tubing, and then 4 for the hamster. Uh, actually, you round down, so 3 for the hamster. Oh, 3 for the hamster. Okay. Irrelevant, because the real important thing is that the plastic tubing has cracked and shattered. Wool the hamster has gone backflipping back down into the giant room. Curse you, Twilight! Uh, And then it lands on top of its cage. Relatively safely. Small things tend to land pretty well. Okay. Um, he He only takes six fall damage. Okay. Twilight, you have blown yourself further down the tubing, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you have taken out uh, maybe a 15-foot chunk of this of this tubing. Uh, if you want to continue across, you will need to find a way, but you oh. can make your way back oh, up. Oh, no, no, no. I, I have a plan for this. You ready for this? Hit me. Twilight is going to jump up the tube to get to the other half, turn around, and cast another thunder wave to propel themselves backwards. I think you're going to take damage from this point blank thunder wave my dude you probably should have taken damage from the first one no because it goes for it goes forward it doesn't hit me i believe it emanates from you actually it it's a wave of thunderous force sweeping out from me it doesn't hit me though yes like it's my spell you're right so it doesn't hit you yeah so it doesn't hit you but that also means it wouldn't propel you that force would be yeah. coming out from every side. So that's that's the rub. Oh. I really got to start memorizing these spells. That would have been a really cool idea. It's it's an option. But uh, actually, before uh, before we resolve this, how is Kevin doing? 
I think he's doing all right. He, I mean, he's bandaged up, you know, like he's, he's fixed up, which I don't even know how he did that. Uh, he, he said he needed a break, but you think I could ask him a quick question? Yeah, I, I think that'll be fine. I, I got to keep looking for food anyway. Uh, I think there's a, there's a, there's a house here. I'm going to go check it out. So uh, you do what you got to do. I'm going to go check this out. May, maybe I'll hit you back before you even get back to me. Cool. I'll be back in a minute. Okay. Uh, so I'll fill you in on what's happened so far. Torin figured out how to use your grappling hook, and he's up on the on the top floor. Uh, Twilight was making their way up the tubing. And the hamster bucked them and tried to eat them. And as they were sliding down the tubing, Torin, er, Twilight cast Thunder Wave. And it has saved him from the hamster, but it also shattered the tubing. So now Twilight's facing a 15-foot gap uh, if they want to still continue their way up into the top floor. Hmm. So it sounds like Torin's doing okay. I'm not sure how to help Jamar. Because if... Twilight's still in the tubing. Yes, Twilight's still in the plastic hamster tubing. It's just a 15-foot uh, sort of diagonal gap. Not not fully vertical, not fully horizontal. Just the this upward sloping piece of tubing was, was shattered in the middle. Oh, also a rabbit hamster went flying across the room, but I don't know if you cared about that. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's of interest. I just don't know if that's going to be useful. I guess is the word. Yeah. How about sticky traps? Can I find that in the pile? Investigation? Mm. You're looking for like sticky like bug traps? Yeah. Okay. That's a 10. I guess, I guess which trait were you more interested in? Sticky or trap? Sticky. Okay. What you find is, uh... <laughs> oh no. You yeah. find a pack of chewing gum. Hmm. All right. Well, eh, screw it. All right. Yeah. Gonna... Gonna, gonna drop that down there. Actually, I'm gonna look for a, a little hook, too. Okay, go okay. ahead and roll investigation. That was an 11. I guess what size hook were you looking for? Um, a moderate, like a fist-sized hook. Like, you know, uh, you're, you're gonna find a meat hook. Okay, that's that's actually good. That that would work. That's actually better? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that, that, that... It, it, Better uh, than than what I was thinking. So yeah, meat hook. We're gonna go with the meat hook. And we're gonna drop that down in the hole too. Okay, uh, I'll go deliver that for you. And right. uh, you know, just uh, you you'd tell me if you weren't safe, right, man? Uh, nah, yeah. I I think I'm okay. Cool. I'll be right back. Hey, Twilight. Uh, so the portal has opened over your head, and a pack of gum and a meat hook have fallen out of it. Oh, neat. And they are, uh, they're gonna fall onto the floor of the tube. Okay, I'm gonna take that, yep, and I guess I'm gonna use this to get the other side of this tube here. Uh, alright. And Twilight is going to take the, ugh. sorry about that, I, I managed to find some food for Kev, so I'm heading back now. Um, but Twilight takes the... Hook, I guess. Is there a place where the hook can latch onto on the other side of this tube? Not an obvious place. It is a very sharp hook. You suspect you might be able to pierce the plastic with it. Okay. Um, Twilight is going to take some gum and chew chew it all. Chew all that gum. Mm-hmm. And yep, yep. Uh, spit out the elastic bit of the chewed gum and put it at the end mm-hmm. of this meat hook here. And then I'm going to toss it. And hold on to the other end. Uh, and so you're gonna try to try to forge a grappling hook out of a meat hook and some chewed gum. Yeah, I think I have some rope on me too. Let me check my. Oh well, that's also useful. <laughs> Sorry, I thought when you said it had a meat hook came, I thought there was also rope with it. No, just the meat hook and a pack of gum. Oh, I I don't I don't have it. Just kidding. Oh, no. Okay. Um, change of plans. Is the hamster still down there? Yep. Awesome. Uh, is it, like, dazed from the fall? It is, but it's starting to get its bearings back. Cool. Twilight's going to jump down and land on the hamster's back. Holy crap. And shove this meat hook into, like, into it to try to control it. Like a ride. All right. Let's, let's do acrobatics check to see if you stick this landing because this is going to take this can do some fall damage to you my dude yep 
Okay. Um, <clears throat> 24. That's pretty good. So you're only going to take half the fall damage instead. So what is that? You're going to take 10 fall damage only. Okay. Uh, you fell 40 feet and took 10 fall damage, and you landed on the hamster's back, and the hamster's also going to take 10 from your crushing weight on its back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wolf screams out in your mind, I will bow to no emperors. Oh, there's an issue with that. When I said land with hmm. the thing lodged, I-, I meant like I was leading with the meat hook to hit where I wanted to hit. Right. Yeah. Uh, make an improvised attack roll. Okay. Uh, so that's just going to be uh, your plus your strength. Okay. That was a 17. Yeah, you got him. You have, uh, I mean, I guess it's like a grapple, but we'll do like a, like a D4 damage. Okay. Like, yeah, like three plus your strength damage. Okay, three plus... Okay, so I rolled a four. So seven damage plus the ten from the fall. You have hooked the meat hook into the back of wool. Yeah. And it screams out in fury and pain. All right, let's go for a ride, buddy. Yeah. I will slay you. And Twilight starts guiding uh, Wool back up the tube. Hope he can jump. Animal handling with advantage. Cool. So with the advantage, thank you very much. I got an 18. Yeah, that's sufficient to use pain and torment to direct this poor creature. Yeah, you you drive it up the tubing and it is able to leap the 15 foot gap. And as, as it's leaping... Twilight says, I said, boom, boom, boom. Let me hear you say, wayo. Wayo. Great job. <laughs> I will slay you. Okay, and so it made the leap, and we're at, at the roof now? Not on the roof. What you enter into is the master bedroom. Okay. A beautiful bed with red satin sheets and a, you know, a big, you know, four-poster thing with, like, a canopy over the top of it. Very fancy. Uh, and some lit candles. And lying in the bed is a giant debilica. Hold on. Um... Mitchie, I, I made it back. One second. Uh, Kev, hey, Kev, I managed to get some cans of Sapam from one of the uh, nearby... Bi- oh, oh, Strog, hold on. Guys, um, Mitchie, Kev's bleeding. Oh, Strog, is he all right? Uh, he's all right. Uh, I'm checking him out now, but... Oh, no, he's, ble- he, uh, he's bleeding through his bandages. I, I gotta handle this. What is he bleeding from? Uh... Mm. It, it looks like he took some shrapnel to his chest. Uh, I'll take care of him. Just keep playing. Uh, I'll be right here. We seriously don't have to do this right now. Like, we can come no. up with a plan no. instead. No, Do it. Jay? Play. And make it good. I- I'll be right here. Okay. Just whenever you're ready, hit me back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll jump to... You handle that. We'll jump to Manny. Hello. All right. So what do I see in your uphole? In the uphole, you see the bathroom of this decrepit house. Uh, it is clearly not been cleaned in a long time. You know, there's brown stains of unidentifiable dried and wet liquids. And from the sink, you can hear the sounds of combat, unmistakable. Uh, you are unsure. It sounds like people are charging each other. Like, you hear a lot of, ha, and then they smash. And then there's quiet for several moments, and then you hear it, ha! Smash! Doesn't sound like Vert's odd magic or Twilight's stupid magic. I guess I'll investigate. And I reclaim my grappling hook and go to, I guess, climb a sink. You use your grappling hook to climb a sink. Uh, Inside the bowl of the sink, uh, there is a rubber ducky. And a sentient loofah, dressed as knights, they stand on either end of the brown sink. Each grabs a lance from out of a toothbrush holder, and closer inspection shows that these toothbrushes have been sharpened at the points like shivs, uh, and each combatant mounts a bar of soap. They stand off, eyeing each other motionlessly, until a drip from the sink splashes into the basin. The two kick off jousting at each other. The lance from the rubber ducky pierces the loofah, while the loofah's point bounces harmlessly off of the ducky's shield. The bars of soap slide to a stop in the grime, and the two dismount their soap and embrace. The ducky pulls his lance free, and you can hear the loofah laugh, then pat the ducky on the back. Can I go around and turn the sink on? Yes, yeah, it's pretty easy to. Uh, You make it to the giant faucet. Is there a stopper I can activate as well? To fill the sink with water? Yes. Yes. I f- activate the stopper and activate the water. Yeah, the sink begins filling with water, 
And the rubber ducky looks up at you and says, What ho? This is no time for water sports. You, sir, there. What manner of bath time toy are you? After the pun, I just leave the entire game. That's what I deserve. (laughs) (laughs) I am no bathroom appliance. And I activate the hot water. The loofah says, Oh no, he scorns us! And the two creatures have scrambled their way out of the sink and they make their way to either end of the counter. Now tell me, what is this land? This is the land of bathroom. And here is our glorious combat arena. I just put my hand over my eyes the way I usually do for Twilight and it's like, I'm not sure what else I expected. You have soiled our just with your water time buffoonery. No, now it is simply sea jousting. The rubber ducky uh, quirks an eyebrow at you and says, An interesting idea, sir creature. Yes, real stakes for this battle. Just make sure you have the high ground. Yes, indeed. You see, our bars of soap mounts, they in fact float on water. Maybe in the spirit of friendship and... The conjoined love of combat, we could have you as a guest jouster here in our wonderful arena? No. Tell me, where's the leader of the Outer Lands? We have known only the land of Bathroom. What do you know of the land of Kitchen? Kitchen. Ah, the great southern plains. We hear their fire burns eternally. And we hear that there are many a big pointy knives as big as a m- one of me. Hmm. Are they sentient like you? I do not know. It is a place we fear to tread. Also, why would we leave? We have everything we need right here. Combat. Endless. Joyous. Hilarious. But what about adventure and the promise of justice? We fight merely for the joy of it. Behold, and he takes one of his poison, or his, uh, not poison, sharpened, excuse me, toothbrushes, and stabs the loofah through the back, and the loofah says, Oh, you got me again, my friend! Pulls the toothbrush free, and they do that manly handshake where they grab each other on the forearm. We are lovers of battle! You see, you are welcome to join us at any time. The same battle with the same combatant is not true combat. Well, then perhaps this is not the right arena for you. What would make the battle more interesting? We would love to have you fight alongside us as we fight each other, also alongside you, and also together. But I have an idea. We let this water lake fill up and spill over, and it spills down into Kiichun, and we use your white boats to flow down there and take the enemy by surprise. You're going to need to make a persuasion check to see if you can convince these battle-loving buffoons if this is the way. Uh, I don't have persuasion. I only have intimidation. (laughs) Okay, you want to try to intimidate them into this being the right answer? Well, if I intimidate, I can plus this 17 with a 4 instead of nothing. Sure, let me uh, let me combat it against their charisma. Hey, the garbage rolls came back. So a six and a five. You you stare them down as you suggest this. Flexing and glowing in the power of the sun and grease. And the rubber ducky says, we have not seen a physique so glorious. And it tries to flex its little rubber wing and you just hear. True combat is going out to other lands, bringing justice and the word of Hercules, with one arm reaching into the sky. And the bathroom begins to flood with brown, gross, clearly unclean water. And I wait for it to go towards the hole and down the hole. It does. The whole bathroom is beginning to flood. And then uh, we construct our soap boats to ride this tidal wave down into the kitchen. Completely. So are the guys all right? I, uh... I'm not sure, but it sounds like maybe. I think I've got an idea of how we can save them. Hey, guess who's up? Hey, everyone. Oh, glad you're okay. Uh, Manny was saying something. Uh, he says he has a plan to get you guys out. Yeah? Um, oh, we're, we're on the same line now. Sure. Um, what's that? Kiv? 
How do you feel about taking control of that monster in the labyrinth? And there you have it, folks. Yet another episode of Elijah's Daily Musings, brought to a close. I hope you all have felt as entertained as I have. And thank you so much to everyone for all of the fan mail. In fact, we are pleased to announce that we have our first ever audio fan letter. Let's tune in and check out what this fan has to say. Hello, Elijah. Greetings from True Reality. My name is Kaida. I just wanted to say thank you for your amazing show. You really brought a whole new energy to the broadcast, and we think you're wonderful. We're just wondering when Robin would be back. We really miss her, and we feel as the true host of the show, she should really have a chance to shut... Sorry, folks. That seems to have been from someone else. I'm, uh... I'm going to go ahead and handle this, but you rest up. Stay tuned for the sounds of totally legit hacking skills. Thank you, and keep living your truth. Hey everyone, I hope you all greatly enjoyed that last episode of Tabletop for the End of the World. I know the format is very different and unique, but I hope you all are getting a kick out of it. I know we are. Uh, Breakthrough the Looking Glass is our last arc of Act 1, which means we will be needing more and more names from all of you. To be named as an NPC in our show, you simply have to Facebook, Instagram, and or tweet about our show with the hashtag UnpluggedRising. I also want to take a moment to thank our Patreon supporters, Clara Richards, Drudge the Ninja, Jean Drisgula, and Kelly Wool. You all are fantastic and really help to keep the show afloat. If you want to support us on Patreon, please be sure to check it out. You get plenty of perks at each level, but honestly, for just $5 a month, you get access to a ton of behind-the-scenes content and exclusive podcasts, so you definitely want to get in on that and avoid any kind of FOMO. Simply look up We Are Heroes Productions on Patreon. Anyway, that's it for me. The next episode will go live on Give Your Heart Day, February 14th. See you then, and remember, the Overseers are always watching.